0: Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit RyanSowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another Marketing Manager with Ryan Sowers powered by Artang Gwinnett Magazine. As always, we are broadcasting live on the in Results Radio Network inside the perimeter roofing studio from the Country Inn the Suites by Rassin Hotel in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. But let's get to it. We have Lorenzo Reed with us in the house. Lorenzo Reed is owner of Uncle Ren's Popcorn and the Smoking Phoenix Cigar Lounge. Lorenzo, my friend, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. How you doing?
0: Awesome. Awesome. It's great to have you here. And for our audience, afar and local, just let people know a little bit about your background. We'll <laughs> give you a broad brush opening, whatever way you want to go. Oh,
1: That's a big brush. That's, so, yeah, that's a big brush. Yep. So first, I want to thank you for having me Absolutely. on the show. I greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Um, oh, man. I was born and raised in Marietta, Georgia. Oh, you're local? Uh, yep. Me I'm too. Yep. I like Up you there. already. Graduated from Marietta High and the whole deal. Okay. Uh, then, you know, I went and spent eight and a half years in the Marine Corps. Uh, Thank you. Which today is the Marine Corps birthday. So, oorah, right. simplified to all Absolutely. my devil dogs out there. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I spent time in the Marine Corps eight and a half years, traveled around a lot. Uh, got out of the Marine Corps in, um, due to an injury in, uh, in 1999. What, well, 98? And, you know, from there, it was like a, I did a little bit of everything. I went and got an IT degree, I opened up a couple of um, small businesses from a sunglass and watch shop, to a candle shop, to a, uh, a gym. And then I decided to uh, invest in, Unc- well, open up Uncle Ren's Popcorn about 10 years ago. Okay, um, You know, we've moved the location a couple of times, but I've always been watching this area. Like for the last six, seven years, I've been watching this area. So when I saw an opportunity to jump in here, I was like, oh, let me jump in here. You know. And
0: so yeah. did you come back to like Metro Atlanta before you came back to the Little Burnstone Mountain area?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I originally came back back to Marietta. Okay. And then, you know, I went out to Decatur, Lithonia, and, you know, I was looking at areas where it was an underserved, you know, mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. And there was really kind of a, a popcorn war going on at the time <laughs> because there were, like, 12, 15 popcorn shops in oh. the Atlanta and Metro Atlanta area. So everybody was, like, bidding to get this, you know, get the crowd. So it's whittled down now. There's only, like, about six, seven of us around, wow. you know, that um, survived the war. Wow. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. And my three kids, they've had an opportunity to watch and see how all this has, you know, developed. So,
0: so you've spent the life after, well, you went to military, but as doing entrepreneurial things, which we talk about a lot on this show. Uh, Right. Let me ask you a question. So uh, what's one thing uh, that comes to mind of what people say to you about, it must be nice to be your own boss. It's so easy. (laughs) You're right. Right. Or whatever they say.
1: Right. I mean, that's what people think. That's right. Uh, You know, but they don't understand all the hours. You know, and all the commitment and the things you have to do. They don't even understand the fact that for three years of owning my popcorn shop, I actually lived in the back of the store. <laughs> I did. I'm laughing
0: because I get you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I lived in the back of it. I mean, that was that was the only way for those three years for it to stay afloat. So I lived in the back of the store for like three years, you know, until I was able to you know move forward. Because many people have this idea that you open up a business and within the first few years you should be profitable. But uh, I remember a statement uh, watching the Shark Tank one time and they were saying that, you know, it takes if your business is successful in 10 years, then that's an overnight uh, overnight um, success. So really, they don't people don't understand the journey is like 20 plus years in order to really develop a business. Now, of course, you'd get to develop some semblance of a lifestyle. Got to be very careful, yeah, about that lifestyle, you know.
0: Well, it's and I've said this before, but I'm working on my leadership doctorate dissertation in small business successes and failures in small business, you know, which is the majority of our backbone. But it's 50 percent make it the first five years, and then it, like right. you say, it goes to the ten years, and then the twenty years, and it's tough. And I think that's important because I have people all the time go, "Man, I, mean, I want to be my own boss." I'm like, "Okay," but we, you know, what you just said, I think is very powerful. You literally lived out of the back, yeah, I mean, literally, twenty four
1: four seven, and. You know, I had ups and downs, you know, financially, but I never I was always watching it like, okay, should I go ahead and get an apartment or a house or should I wait? Should I get it? Mm -hmm. No. Should I get a car? Actually, it was two years. I didn't even have a car. Yeah. So you put everything into it. Yeah, everything Everything. into it. And then when I opened a cigar lounge like the cigar lounge just opened three months ago. Okay. so I'm the only one (laughs) I'm in there from open to close. And this is like 12 to 13, 14 hours each day you know, while maintaining all the systems of the popcorn shop, you know, I hear you. And and it's, a, it's, it's a lot.
0: And, and I think that's important. You know, even as you know, we're small business owners, you know, would you say that you're, you know, no matter what you're following your dreams? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's the whole point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The whole point. Um, I was telling my son the other day, I told him, I said, son, sometimes you got to do what you need to do in order to have what you truly desire.
0: I like that. Um,
1: there are businesses that I've started, where I just saw an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much that was my dream, you know. If you want to be honest, my real dream, uh, long term dream, is driving around in an RV, doing podcasts, uh, doing some speaking engagements on leadership and sales and customer service.
0: So, but you and I can hang
1: out. Yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> the, that's the big thing, and and I was like. And one of the, even though I could I could have taken my Marine Corps experience and utilized that, one of the aspects that I was looking at, well, if I'm going to talk about business, I'm going to talk about sales, let me go and become a sales manager somewhere. And I did that at a computer training school. Um, and then after that, you know, building my own businesses is like, okay, I got to build some businesses so that I have something to stand on in addition to the Marine Corps.
0: Let know. me ask you a question, though. This, you brought up an interesting thing. I've, spent, I've been in sales marketing my whole life and education on top of that, but the everything you want to know. But, what did the military do for you in terms of helping you as an entrepreneur, as a salesperson, as or as a business person? What was it, was it discipline? I mean, what comes to
1: mind? <laughs> discipline, leadership, and accomplish the mission. Like in the Marine Corps, it's we're gonna make sure, we're gonna adapt and overcome. No matter what the mission is, no matter what we have to do, we're gonna do what's necessary in order to achieve that. And so for me, the, the, the leadership principles of the Marine Corps, the leadership traits, you know, those things made a huge difference. And some of those times where I just wanted to give up, it was like, nah, you got to see it all the way through. You got to make sure that you accomplish whatever task is needed in order to make, you know, business and life successful. So it was that. And, and, the, you know, plus I had my grandfather, you know, and later in late in his life, he was able to start a construction company. And I saw him go from being a, uh, one of those guys who, Build roads. Mm-hmm. I saw him going from that, saving his money for like 10, 15 years to open up a construction company. How about that? You know, so and my dad was the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, saved. He worked for a company, save, 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 and opened up his own company. And he used to always tell me he's passed on now, but he always said, "There's the right way, there's the wrong way, and then there's the read way." <laughs> so the, <laughs> the read, read way, way, yeah, the read way like is that. a combination of the right way and the wrong it's like way. A ha-
0: hashtag read way.
1: Yeah, so we had to get it done. So when I got to the Marine Corps. You know, I had a little bit of that already going, and the Marine Corps just personified it.
0: Well, it's – it's I mentioned before, all three of my daughters, you know, one's about to finish college, one's in college, and one is a freshman in high school. They played top-level sports, soccer, and the discipline they right. learned. I mean, you know, everybody doesn't get a trophy. I mean, it's, you know, sort of like the military, you know, it's – you don't play, you don't show up, you sit. I mean, right. it's not a, you know, at that level, when you get to that level – but what the important thing to me is, I'm always moaning and groaning about the years we've spent doing all this stuff. Uh, but what I see as they become older is the discipline and the work ethic and the time management. Right. It, it, you see how it translates. So I was curious for the military how that translated to to business because I don't have that background.
1: Right. I mean, it, it does. It does. It translates um, very well because when you know you need to get a task done in marketing or product wise or even dealing with your employees. You know, being able to go through the process of developing people so that you're getting the best out of them, but it's not about getting the best out of them for yourself. It's about getting the best out of them for themselves.
0: Well, let me ask you a question, Lorenzo. I was thinking this as I drove over here. I, I'm, you know, in my late 40s here. I think I was about to send somebody an email who's who's helping me with some things. And I realized, I promised them I wouldn't overwhelm them with because, you know, Jesse's our producer in the studio day, and I sent him a million emails. He's probably like, can you put that just in one document? Not every time you have (laughs) an idea. And I struggled with that. So I was was about to write something and I went back and go, you know, I would have told my 39 or 29 year old self, I know I would have sent this. I've given them too much information, streamline. Right. So, so sometimes I think getting older and getting, gaining that experience, you go, you know, this sounds like a great idea, but it's really going to just overwhelm somebody and right. maybe run them off in terms of that's too much. And, um, I think it's us business owners, you know, you got to continue to adapt, but with your people, figure out what makes them tick You know, how are you getting them to grow? Cause everybody's different, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like children. <laughs> yeah. I have three kids all grew up in the same household, but they're vastly different Mm -hmm. based on, you know, their own personalities, their own experience and how they, their perception to those experiences.
0: So your communication probably with each of them, even explaining something might be different.
1: It is. It's very much different. Um, The employees I have now, I can't explain something to one the same way as to the other. Even when we we're going to have a meeting uh, later on this week. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm going to have to explain the same thing (laughs) in multiple ways to ensure that everybody gets it, you know, because, you know, in the military we have to, well, my units, But most units in the Marine Corps, you have to study um, a lot, a lot of military taxes and old generals and things of that nature. And, you know, in the art of war, Sun Tzu was Mm -hmm. he taught that you keep things simple. But if you explain something to somebody and they don't get it, then it's the commander's fault. Now, you explain it again in a different way and they still don't get it. Now it's their (laughs) their fault.
0: Right. So. You got to get well. I, this is fascinating. I mean, you, you're 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 going to be ready for that career of uh, humidors and RV and podcasts. But <laughs> let's get some uh, background on Uncle Wren's uh, for people that don't know what it. As you you know, you were in, in other locations, right? Correct. And then you know, it's morphed over the years. So tell us a little bit about that journey.
1: Yeah, that journey was very interesting <laughs> because you know I went from owning a gym and two personal training studios, and then I sold those in 2010. And you know, I kind of Played around for two years to see exactly what I want to invest in so that I don't have to do all the work all the time because Mm -hmm. in the gym, it seems like everybody wanted to train with me. (laughs) And I was like, that doesn't afford me a life. Not right. So, uh, you know, but there was a big difference between having a gym. In a gym, I can put it behind a warehouse Mm -hmm. because people Mm -hmm. came because of the reputation and that sort of thing. Location was the devil to me (laughs) because I didn't understand – that if a if a location was elevated, people eyes don't go up there. If it was hard to get in and out, people won't come. If there's a median, people won't come. Yeah. You know who's who else is in your plaza? That determines what kind of customers you get. So I had to go through a good seven years of learning different things, regardless of how good the product is, because it is really good. It's great. It's outstanding. It's the best I, product you've yeah, ever had. I have gotta, I haven't had it. I got to have it. Yes, you should. Okay, you should I be will. Of I should be.
0: We're gonna Jesse. You and I are doing popcorn later. But,
1: yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand a lot of those things before I jumped in it because, you know, Marine Corps, ready, fire, aim. Yeah, exactly. You know, you jump in, you take your shot, and then you adjust. But, you know, it was a lot of adjustments, learning what flavors people like, uh, how to deal with people when they want you to make something. But it's like, I'm not making 100 flavors. You know, yeah. I got my 26 that's, flavors. That's, you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, right? and you're going to love it. So, and then just understanding the, the different customers. Like, mm. There's a different kind of customer in, when I had a store in Alpharetta, that, that's a different customer than the store in, I mean, in Lithonia. Yeah. You know, and the Marietta customer is different than, you know, the customer out here. Exactly. You know, there's a different mentality, there's a different um, family combinations, so, and different tastes.
0: So, and, you know, cut time out to a market show, you got to know your audience. Exactly. You know, yeah, I see too many people, uh, uh, Lorenzo. You know, I'm helping them with whatever business, I help a lot of small businesses. I don't know the per se popcorn business. But if I asked enough questions, I could say, well, who are we targeting? And a lot of times i like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, if you don't know who you're targeting, it's like shooting with, you know, without aiming. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of times, you know, people go, but I got this, I mean, I got this great idea. And I'm wondering, but who, for where? Even in Metro Atlanta, like you said, I'm run Johns Creek. Well, that's a lot different than Lover, Georgia, which is different than Marietta. And, and then of that, who do we target and how do you want to target them? Exactly. But tell us about how important uh, when a person walks in the door, the customer experience and their and how they value. I mean, how how important is that value? What they feel their value of uh, of your brand is. You know, when they have an experience at your at your location.
1: Right. Well, one of the first things that I teach my employees, like before they even learn how to make product <laughs> in the back, you know, in the kitchen, as a popologist, popologist, they, <laughs> what That's they first cool. have to learn is the front of the house, and greeting the customer is primary because. Unlike a gym, you know you're in for a hard time when you walk in my door. So I don't have to come at you like, hey, I'm all jolly and everything. But when you walk in in a popcorn shop, people are looking for fun. They're looking for something that, you know, intrigues the eyes and the smells and, mm-hmm. you know, and then the taste. And really, so we I set it up where as soon as a person walks in the door, we're going to greet them, you know, cheery. We're going to greet them. We're going to explain to them how everything works in a very simple way because it's a lot. It's a lot, but a very simple way to explain everything to everybody. And even in that process, because everybody don't get it, we then have to re- reaffirm it. Like if you was tasting something, I would tell you that if you taste the ATL pop, which is our number one seller, okay. caramel coated with cheese. Okay. I would, I may have explained to you earlier. I would have explained to you earlier that we have different categories and those different categories got different prices. But when you're tasting that, then we reaffirm like this is an ATL pop. You taste it. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, this is in the gold category. And then when you are buying it, we say, okay, ATL, we write it down, ATL pop, get the bag and say, now, you know, this is a gold. We'll say that to you multiple times, mainly to reinforce so that you look up and you say, oh, gold, small, medium, large, extra large. Got it. You know, because you'll be surprised at how many people will look at one category and think everything's in that category. So we make sure that everybody's feel well-informed, that they're, they're greeted happily, you know, warmly. And that we continue to kind of have conversation with them, you know, to create a relationship.
0: And you yeah, yeah, have 20, 26 popcorns? Is that what you said? Well, a little yeah. over 26. Wow. We
1: have some that are pre-bagged. Like I make a vegan caramel. Oh. And that's pre-bagged. Okay. Um, but then we'll make, um, what, lemon cheesecake. That's pre-bagged.
0: Wow. Because
1: I don't have the room or the buckets <laughs> to put those in, so we decided to make some things pre-bagged. And then we have some chocolate treats like turtles and chocolate-covered Oreos. Pretzel rods, pretzel, and they all are twirl. popcorn. No, 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 no. Those oh, are, those okay. are chocolate I, treats. Okay, yeah. I'm
0: making sure. I mean, I haven't been in. I got to get in and see all these treats. I mean, oh, yeah. a, I'll be the guy you have to explain it to five times. Oh yeah,
1: we're we <laughs> we have we have the gourmet popcorn. We also um, have Italian ice. We have snowballs, oh. and then we have chocolate treats and some candies. So the idea is, I want you to come in, and there's something for everyone in your family. I got gotcha. you. Like you may love popcorn, gotcha, but your wife. May only want a tag ice or something like that. I see. So that way it becomes a whole family experience. I love that. And that's part of the idea is that, you know, I love family. I'm big on family. Yeah. So my thing is if a, if a family knows they can go to one spot and everybody is satisfied, everybody is happy, then it becomes, you know, more of a family environment. Right. So, and I get that even with some of the um, mommy and me groups that come out and it's like three, four moms with the children, but there's something for everybody.
0: I like that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You say that is when, when we still have tougher these days, but when I get all my five of us, my wife and three daughters together, we say, let's go out to eat. Everybody's like, I don't want that. I want that. You know And so you got to right. find that place. Like, can we, we all compromise on, you can find something here. Right. So I, that's good. I, you know, I'm sitting there saying the word popcorn, but I wouldn't think about the other things. I'm sad, I'm yeah. glad you, uh, you, you mentioned that now. Uh, let's talk about uh, the newest venture of smoking Phoenix cigars, and you yes, know sir. that's also local. That's a passion. So that's that's a big industry, and something you said you, you've done. You've been a what do you say, cigar aficionado? Is that is that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the term. Now I was just a cigar smoker. Okay, since I was twenty three. Okay, um, I got introduced to it by the uh, Commandant of the Marine Corps, actually General Krulak, back in. The uh, mid early mid nineties. He pulling those Cuban cigars out, right? Well, I can't say (laughs) that.
0: No, no, you can't. Don't do it here. I don't want to get. We was in Germany.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got you. In Germany, you can get things you can't get (laughs) here. Fair enough. But yeah, he picked on me because I was smoking a pipe when all the other guys pulled out a cigar, and he was like, "Smoke this." (laughs) (laughs) So I got started back then, and so I was just a cigar smoker. You know, I didn't. If the band looked cool, I smoked it. Yeah. But then about five years ago four. well yeah about five years ago i started learning a lot more about cigars and i started learning about the culture of it um because but for me it was always the golf course the clubhouse right that was the culture of cigars i had no idea there were cigar lounges until like 2018
0: people have like yeah uh, i've never really been but they only have their own boxes or i may butcher the words but it's a very it's like a club
1: sort. right it is like uh or later on today, since we're having the humidor built out today, I mean we're open, but the humidor mm-hmm. is being built out, so it's a walk-in uh because right now we carry about 70 faces of cigars, uh, but we'll be carrying about a hundred to 200 faces of cigars Well, it'll be now more. what
0: does that mean faces just different types? Oh yeah
1: faces so you have a brand okay. like um Placentia is a brand okay now that's a Cadillac of cigars okay, right that's okay. one of the Cadillacs. We'll see. I'm, I'm a rookie so so you got you to tell me they have the they'll have the the brand is Placentia Mm-hmm. But they have the Alma Fuente, is one of the faces, and then there's the Alma Fuente hexagon, and then there are three, two different faces within the hexagon. Oh, so it's like going down a whisk, whiskey family. Exactly. Something. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly okay. how it works. So whether it's Rocky Patel or you know Ashton or any of those, and even though the ladies really like the sweet ones, and some guys do, but ladies really like the sweeter cigars from Drew Estates. So we'll carry the Leather Rose and Fat Bottom Betty and Crazy Alice and Sweet Jane. So uh-huh. those are just different faces of a family of cigars.
0: Okay, so people come in. I want to make sure. This is cool. So people come in, and it's kind of like we were talking before, the whole craft brewery thing where people know things. And, again, I'm, I don't know enough about that either. But, but they come in when it's done, and do they, do they have their own stuff there? Do they come in and buy stuff? Do they hang out? What, what happens?
1: No, you have to come in and buy. I figured. Yeah. Now, okay. so the way our lounge is set up is that it's a BYOB lounge, okay. and you can bring your own food. But we do have a one-stick minimum purchase when you come in um, because the lounge only makes money selling cigars. Sure. So if people are just coming in. Hanging out. Hanging out. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We'll isn't? close down. <laughs> right. Um, because of membership, it, um, we will – those are the boxes that you're talking about. Okay. So I ordered, you know, a lockers yesterday. Okay. But they should be here in about three, four weeks. Now,
0: what stays, I, I didn't mean to urge you, what it
1: stays in the lockers?
0: The different types of cigars? No, or? no, no,
1: no. In the humidor oh. is where all the cigars are that we sell. Gotcha. If you became a member of the lounge and you became a locker member, then you would have a locker where if you bought a box of cigars, you can put it, put it in your locker. If you, bought, if you brought your, you know, your, I saw a bottle of Hennessy today that was $1,200. Wow. Wow. But you would put that in your locker. Okay. So anytime you come in, you have your drink and you have your box of cigars that you just bought. Oh, that's cool. Or even if you have a different types of cigars, you just put them in there. Like you come in you say, and you buy like 12 sticks and you but, put them in your locker. But they'd
0: be bought from you. Yeah. And then stay in the mm-hmm. – and then they can come hang out. Yeah, they can come <laughs> in, hang
1: out. The members get a lot more privileges than yeah, the bet. average person walking the door. Uh, the average person walks in the door and I'm like, you got to buy it. Well, it's seat.
0: like a golf course. You know, you want those guys with a locker that come all the time, not the guy that comes once a year and exactly. with his friend and goes, I will see you next year. That doesn't help pay the bills. No, it does yeah. not. Yeah.
1: So the guys, you know, and it's not just guys. Actually, women are the fastest growing community of cigar smokers, right? Really? Now. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, women are definitely getting to the culture. And, and that's the thing, one of the things I love about cigars is that it's a whole culture. You know, well, say I need
0: to. I need you to teach me. See, see, I'm, you know, I'm getting there. towards the end of my 40, so my 40th birthday, <laughs> I have to I always butcher it. And they're like, Ryan, you're doing it wrong. You're you're like puff. You're inhaling doing it. So I, oh. I, I, I need I need training.
1: Yeah, never inhale.
0: I, I we I know I, I do everything wrong. So 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 I'm gonna come have to hang out over there with the RV and the podcast <laughs> outside. We'll do a grand opening yeah. right
1: outside your store. Yeah, and see what we do. Like when newbies walk in the door, one of the first things we do is we. If I find out that you're new. I'm going to teach you about cigars. I'm going to teach you about the different cuts of a cigar. I'm going to teach you about the different notes of a cigar. And you won't get those notes when you first start. Mm-hmm. But as you develop your palate, you'll be able to taste the slight cocoa, the cinnamon, the hay, the leather. So
0: people, can they sample it? I mean, I, I mean, no. I, you,
1: know, you know, when somebody comes in, I'm going
0: to use whiskey. Because whiskey, you know, you know how everybody has their, they like, I like Crown, or I like this, or I like whatever it is. This, type, You know, all they're under the whiskey. But I guess then cigars have their own palate, too.
1: Yes, they do. And um, the thing about it is you, you, you diff- it depends on what your palate is. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I love a Nicaraguan cigar because, you know, grown in that volcanic ash, it has a certain kind of sweet spice to it. Um, a lot of them do. Some of them, it depends on the blend, though. You can have a Nicaraguan filler and then a Dominican binder and then a Connecticut shade wrapper. Wow. So depending on how it's blended – and which countries it comes from because the soil is going to kind of help determine the flavor of it. And then which leaves are they? Is it a legato leaf? Yes. You know? So much to learn. You're
0: going to have to send me a lot of notes before I walk in there so I don't waste all all day.
1: Well, that's the beauty of the culture that is not, I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the gentleman who's building the humidor right now, he knows 20 times more Mm. than I do. So he's there. He'll teach. He'll tell you, you know, different things about it. Um, there's a gentleman I know named Kenny up at Casa de Cigars. He literally can puff on a cigar and tell you every leaf in that cigar. Is that right? Yeah, he, he'd be like, "It's a San Andreas, it's a uh, you know Dominican, it's an Ecuadorian." Yeah, He'll break it down. So there are guys, and we have that. I make sure that uh, nobody feels alienated. Yeah, you know, I, you walk in the door. If there's five, ten people in there, I'm gonna introduce you to everybody. You know.
0: See, I think that's key because you know you you get this thing. Um, I, I I relate it to like a sports book in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I love I love the sports book because I don't ever win anywhere else. But <laughs> but 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 when most people walk in a sports book, they they're like they see the numbers and like I like, what does that mean? Like well, that means you got to bet 110 to win 100. They right. get the house. And they, Oh, oh, okay. I, so what do I do again? But then you got the guys that know exactly they're doing things. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, Well, we put a double parlay on the last <laughs> core. I'm like, okay, I got no idea what you're talking about. So basically you meet people where they are.
1: Right, exactly. You meet them where they are. And, you know, if they want to grow their palate, like my brother, he's stuck on one cigar. <laughs> right. I, I can't move his needle can't move at him. all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, somebody who wants to really get into the cigars, really want to know the culture, then I'll help move them in, you know, in a direction that they like. Other members of the lo- of the lounge or just guests, they will do the exact same thing. You know, it's a really a shared environment. Cool. And you know, I will never have a party lounge. Yeah. So you're not going to come in there and there's DJs and all that sort of thing. It's grown people having grown conversations. Yeah, a, a relaxed environment. Right. It's a relaxed environment. We are. We could be talking about anything and everything. Just chill. A long Yeah. And. Even sometimes, you know, I don't really like having conversations about politics or religion. Every now and then, if there's a certain group, I know they can have it without people becoming enraged. Exactly. But there's been a couple of times where, you know, uh, they started getting a little little intense. And I, hey, let's shut this down. Y'all going to stop this conversation. We're going to talk about something else. If y'all don't, I'm going to go get some sage and I'm going to come and sage all of y'all. You know? <laughs> But That's awesome. And, you know, they all laugh at me at that point. So, you know, it kind of brings the mood back to it. Nah,
0: no, that's good. So when will uh, that one be fully – I mean, I know you, you actually have people in now, but when are you hoping to have everything completely done with
1: that store, roughly? Uh, <laughs> in about a week. Well, that's great. <laughs> as far as the – yeah, the humidor should be completed in about a week or so. The And then I'll order, like, 70, 80 faces of cigars – and we're adding additional ventilation. Okay. Uh, so that should be about another week after that. So about right before Thanksgiving, I ah. have everything the way it is. And I do want to say, like, the people who've been coming for the last three months, you know, their support is actually what's been allowing me to do this. Yeah. You know, you great. have some people, they come in, they, they, I started with 19 boxes of cigars, but those people who came in, say, okay, you got 19 boxes, but I'm gonna keep coming back then they come back and now i got 30 boxes then they come back and now i got 50 now i got 60 now i got 70 so was it
0: word of mouth with with these guys i mean that started you know to come
1: a lot of it is word of mouth and then the other aspect of it is i am a social mar- social media marketing beast awesome i will post like 6 7 times a day okay good you know I all like over the pl- and now parsing in different cigar groups like there are literally so many cigar groups on Facebook in the Atlanta area.
0: Well, we'll, we'll in a second, because we've got about a few minutes left. We're going to, um, let me ask you this one question. I'm switching gears on you. That's all right. What, how, you know, when you're talking about local community, cigar shops, the popcorn with all the different things, is there one thing that you're most proud of in terms of, like, how you do business and what you stand for in terms of your companies?
1: Um, community involvement mm-hmm. would be the, the biggest thing because – you know, I recognize if the community doesn't support you, then you really you'll go out of business and you can't support the community. Exactly. So we get involved with the like, especially with the popcorn shop. We've done the spirit nights. We've advertised with Parkview High School. Mm-hmm. We've done teacher appreciations. Um, we've had just different other community events. There's a Gwinnett County community event. I can't remember the name of it. That's okay. um, at Mountain Park. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday for people to get introduced to different businesses. Mm-hmm. I'll have to tell you about it. Yeah, I, yeah. I we have to send you the flyer. Here. Yeah, we'll do that up there. But, you know, providing product for them and, you know, just being out and about in the community. But I'm really proud of the fact that, you know, we do fundraisers uh, to help locals, whether it's a sports team or a school or things like that, We're doing it for different fundraisers. So, you know, kids get an opportunity to go do things that they would not yeah. normally be able to yeah. do. You know, my mom, you know, she had a sixth grade education, worked two and a half jobs to take care of me, my brother, my sister, and – you know, for a long time, before she started getting more help. But she made sure that I was, we was all on this drill team and we got to travel. We got to go places and they raised money. You know, I would see them out there selling donuts and having fish fries and things like that. And I saw that as a kid. So when I started this business, I was like, you know what, this one, I can really get involved with the community. Yeah. So we've been doing that, you know, we raised about $70,000 this year for different organizations. fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool.
0: I was mentioning the, the magazines that, you know, local and I get to, you know, the biggest fallacy people see, you know, with six cities, we cover stuff in there, Lorenzo are there so many awesome things happening on all these places. People making a difference and it's almost never reported. And, you know, yeah. and, and so I, my, my mission is to get it out there like your business right
1: now. And that's great. Actually one of the conversations in the cigar lounge yesterday was the fact that there are so many negative people out there and they're loud <laughs> in every community, no matter what the subject matter is, they're loud. And all the people who are doing great, all the people who are helping, all the people who are participating in community, they're quiet. So the perception becomes the loud people and not the ones who are actually doing well within different perspectives of whatever they want to get involved in. So I, I, I do believe that we have to get loud.
0: Yeah, we'll play, we'll play this show for them really loud. I'm <laughs> <laughs> we'll saying, no, listen, there's some good stuff going on. Pay attention. Yeah, I mean, it's true you, though. It if you real, look at
1: the news and you look at YouTube, everything is horrible in the world. Everything.
0: I, I made a promise on any of these shows I do, uh, the two monthly Art Town Community, Family Magazines. I want, and we never skipped a ma- ever skipped an issue, even through the pandemic, which we were blessed because our community rallied. I mean, right. I'm like, golly, you know, I was a, you know, so we continued, like you said, give back. But the biggest thing was, I said, the one thing we won't do is cover negative and divisive stuff from day one. Right. If you want that, it isn't hard to find, just no. look around. But I said, if you want to put something, in a story, and they, we've done a lot of nonprofits with tough situations, I mean, with, from veterans to whatever, I said, the tough situations is, is part of life. Show them a way out. Right. You know, show them a way where there's a hope. I said, if there's hope at the end where somebody's got to the other side, I want that story. But we don't want to talk about, man, the world's falling apart and being divisive. So. I love how y'all are doing it and making a difference. And let me give you a chance, uh, Lorenzo, what's the best way, or I'll give this to you here. You, you, <laughs> we, we got a sheet, uh, but why don't you let everybody know where you prefer people, whether it's the cigar uh, rookies like me or the aficionados <laughs> or the popcorn, sweet loving, uh, there's all kinds of things. and I'm going to come see you. I'm going to wander around like a little kid for the next, you know, in a couple of days, but yeah, let them know how to reach out to you. Best ways to reach yeah. out to you.
1: Well. Actually, the best way to reach out to us as well as keep track of what's going on is through social media. I mean, we're, both companies, Uncle Rens Popcorn and Smoking Phoenix Cigar Lounge, are on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Somewhat on YouTube, but not too tough. Mm-hmm. But Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is where we put uh, where we produce most of our um, information. Uh, but of course, you can find you can Google us. Sure. You know, Google was easy, and you can call you can call us as well. Like the phone number for the popcorn shop, especially when you want to place that big order, you know, to get ready yeah. for the holidays. Yeah, is going to be four seven zero two six eight seven one seven nine. And if you want to call the cigar lounge, is six seven eight six nine one six two five one. And we're lo- both both are located at fifty three eighty five five four Strickham Road. Stone Mountain, Georgia, right, is the address. Even though you throw a rock, you're in Lilburn. Lilburn. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's
0: it's, we do this here in the magazines. It's Stone Mountain and Lilburn, depending on the street. They're right, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, um, it's awesome. I'm gonna come over and check all that out. I cannot believe, uh, literally, we were talking before we went on air. I live three miles from there, but location, location, Ryan's not paying attention. So now I am, I'm, I'm in the corner, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Be united in shutting up the negative people. And, yeah, uh, that's what we do. I tell you, man, it's some great stuff. I mean, from your military service, we thank you for that. To being an entrepreneur, uh, as I said, the stats on that are tough. You know, right. um, to to being a part of the community and giving back, man, you should be applauded. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and I want you to come and see my transformation. I because I, I, yeah. so, when you see me in a popcorn shop, oh yeah, that's I, right. I'm He's the ha- I'm the happy-go-lucky the happy guy. guy. Okay, but when you see me in the cigar lounge are we talking trash and, and telling lies?
0: <laughs> so, so is it fair to say I can walk in like a moron and not go oh, to one of the popcorn shop and then walk in like a
1: moron to the, the cigar place? And you're like, at least he's consistent. Yeah, you can be consistent. <laughs> but if you walk in like a moron, you know, we, we're going to pick protect, on you a you little No, I know.
0: I'm used to it. I, you know. I'm, It's fair. No, in all seriousness, <laughs> I, I love to learn. Um, and the, the whole cigar thing, I remember back when there were magazines and niche magazines for cigars and this and that. And it's a whole thing i it's a whole culture and you know you know these like you said aficionados will tell you stuff and i'm like wow I didn't have, you know so i'm gonna go check it out yeah Definitely good
1: that'd be out. great because we don't we don't allow cigar nerds yeah well I'm those not are, the, an, those I'm are the ones that are, those are the ones that are arrogant yeah and, I they, know, wanna, I mean. and they try to put you down so like, i tell one of those guys when they come in like hey we grown and we're trying to, you know, elevate everybody.
0: Well, and, and I think the people listening, you just mentioned women are some of your fastest grow. In, in the in the cigar market, uh, right. which I wouldn't have known. But you know, secondly, um, you know, people when they're not sure of something, it's like if you go into a package store and somebody's trying to buy, you know, some kind of tequila and they don't have no idea what they're doing, and you say ah, you're an idiot. Well, they say, well, here's you know, here's your choices and here's what it means. Right. So they most places seek to educate, you know, and and develop a relationship. So. Um, well, you know, I, I am excited about that, and I we could talk all day. Goodness, we've gone a little over our time, but um, <laughs> I'm going to um, close this out. But anyway, um, this is some good, good stuff, and um, – I am looking uh, forward to coming to check it out. Lorenzo, man, having two businesses. I know <laughs> you're going to probably back to be sleeping, <laughs> sleeping between them because I know how you feel, but it's congratulations. I mean, and I, and I encourage everyone listening, especially people in the Metro Atlanta area that are going to be easiest to get to it, come out and support the small businesses making a difference because yeah. look what they can do, giving back and it goes round and round.
1: Exactly. And you know, and give them a chance to grow. Give them a chance you know? to And if there's something that the business, like if they make a mistake, instead of bashing them online come in and talk to them you know the owners are usually there because fast foods will mess up your order every time and you keep going back but with a small business, you mess up one time and people run away from you and want to dog you out, but and, and give you know, the, the guys are, a
0: chance. Like you said, those people that are allowed online, you know, they are people behind these businesses. Right. And uh, most people I know will want to make it right, but they got to yeah. know and give them a phone call, go see them.
1: Right. And the one of the great things I love is I got customers who've been coming to the popcorn shop no matter where I've put it. And if the if the employees are not doing right because they know how I am,
0: they'll, let you know. they'll call me.
1: Yeah. You know, some a lot of them have my personal number. They'll call me like, hey, This person is not doing this. Or if the store is not looking right, they'll tell me. So I love that, that I got people who are watching out for my store, and they'll let me know when things are going, you know, a little sideways. And, you know, and I I correct it.
0: And as I come to the final part, I think, and I, you you would agree from what you just said, business owners, good business owners, want that kind of feedback. Yes. Because there's things that I find out because a good customers go, "Did you know this?" And I had absolutely no idea, but I can correct it that way. If you just say, "Don't tell me," I don't want to know. I don't understand how you grow and get better. And, right. You know, that's spot on with what you said. Yeah. Pretty- all right, my friend. Well, we'll we'll do this again in our RV as we're <laughs> as we're traveling. I say out to California. I think uh, San Diego would be nice. How about that? Somewhere out there. Oh,
1: it is nice. Me and my brother rode our motorcycles cross country okay. to San Diego so, last this year. Okay, it was
0: great. Yeah, it's very very cool. I'm I'm looking forward to that. But uh, well, we uh, Lorenzo Reed has been our guest. Lorenzo, man, thank you so much for making time. No, I appreciate you, Ryan. Absolutely. We want to close this out. Uh, folks, thanks for tuning in to another Marketing Matters on the in Results Radio Net- Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the country in the suites by Radisson and Stone Mountain. Stay tuned for upcoming shows or just listen to past shows. Go to com and you can click Current Shows button. This show will be under Marketing Matters. Check out Lorenzo Reed and his two businesses. Go support them. Until next time, for my guest, Lorenzo Reed, thanks for coming on the show. And today's been another great show, Marketing Matters. This is Ryan Sauer signing off. Until next time, folks, make your marketing matter This has been Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. For even more advice, visit ryansowers.com. That's r y a n s a u e r s.com.